What's good? This is LaCole Rose from Fret Sisters. Please don't forget to follow us on IG at Fret Sisters. You can also follow us on Facebook at Fret Sisters. And if you'd like to be featured in a podcast or simply have any questions, you can email us at fretsistersmusic at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for being part of the Fret Sisters podcast. We, we're delighted to have you. Oh my gosh, I'm delighted I, to be here. Thank you for asking me to come on. Absolutely. I, I've been following you. So uh, what we are, Fret Sisters, what we are, we support women, girls and women who are musicians. We have a special interest for women, girls and women who play stringed instruments but we're open to all musicians. So the cello doll, you are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You also have a Patreon page. You are a performer, arranger, composer, instructor, teacher, and you play the cello. So let's get into it. Tell me more about you. Sure, so my roots The origins of my training began in classical music um, and going to what most would associate with kind of a traditional conservatory environment. I had orchestra classes, private lessons, and I'm currently still in a program getting a diploma. So I have bachelor's, master's diploma. And along the way, I had composition come into my life and I learned about a new passion in writing music. And what I saw as I got older was classical music having to fight to stay relative to modern Mm -hmm. audiences. And if you think about it, we have so many more genres to compete with. Back when Bach was alive, there wasn't pop, rap, hip hop. So... (laughs) Exactly. So we have to be creative and innovative living in 2020. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to do that with Cello Doll by presenting popular works alongside classical music, not having them oppose one another, but showing how they can come together and complement one another. And since classical music is so huge, there are stories and really interesting things that can get lost in all that material. So I'm trying to highlight interesting pieces while bringing it into a public eye. Wonderful, because classical music has its periods. Your, rom- your Baroque, your classical, your, your romantic, different periods of music. But I, from what I hear, you fuse your classical music with either pop or a gothic sound or kind of rock. So it's like a fusion, which I really, I really like uh, your music. And you're also an instructor. So what I want to ask you about are your instruments. You have an, you play an acoustic cello. The acoustic cello, uh, it's, is it in fits like C, G, D, A? You got it. Yeah, those are the strings too. It's in fits, exactly. It's- it's very similar to, I think it's like two octaves below the viola, maybe? One octave. Um, One yeah. below the viola, okay. Wonderful. And you also play the electric cello and you're endorsed by the company NS Design, right? 
So tell me more about your your classical, uh, actually your acoustic cello, the bows you use, and your electric cello. Sure. So I've had my classical acoustic cello, I think since I was 16 years old. So it's been in my life for about uh, 11 years, which is crazy to think about. Um, and it doesn't have a label, so I have no idea who made it, which is kind mm -hmm. of an unknown mystery. And it's, it's just treated me so well. And the bows I use, I have a couple traditional wooden bows with horsehair, and I also work with a hair that's vegan or synthetic, not horsehair. And that's a company, Koros Horsehair, that I have worked with and been endorsed by. So that's been a really cool new piece of technology in bow world. And because it's synthetic, they can dye it into a wide array of colors. Colors, yeah, that's so nice. Colors. Um, so I have a purple one, which is really fun. And the electric cello, I was really looking for one that was known for having great sound quality. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to add pedals or distortion, I wanted something that had a really great neutral sound without anything. Right. And a unique thing about the NS Design cello is you can play it standing up which is something I thought I would never get to do in my career ever, <laughs> play the cello standing up. And it has a body strap that I wear. Um, it wraps around my back and the cello can sit um, against my body and I can stand. So that was a really unique thing. And they've been very supportive in sharing some of my social media content on their pages. So it's really been great getting to explore the instrument. Wonderful. Now on your Patreon page, you have, everyone's a doll. You know, you could be a doll, different type of doll. And it's from $1 on up. And I, I find that just great. Reminds me of like Lady Gaga, how everyone's a, her, her fans are monsters. Yes. And you have fans that are dolls, I love it. It's, it's wonderful. Now I want to get into, there's this play, a, a musical theater that you have. It's the Earl King. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Nailed All right. it. Nailed it. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I'm listening to it. it it's, is it Franz Schubert? Is he the composer? Yes. And it's, uh, did Goethe write the poem? Exactly, like yes. Um, Goethe wrote the text. Um, for mm -hmm. the poem and Schubert took this piece of poetry and for him it became vocal lyrics, which is wow. actually another crossover that we've seen and popular artists can do that. They can sing wow. being inspired by poetry. So Schubert did that, but with a vocal piece. Wonderful. Now, is this story and I, you know, is this like, uh, it's kind of dark. It reminds me like, you know, like the boogeyman or, you know, something from Ichabod Crane or something like that. It, it takes place, I believe it takes place in, in the woods. Exactly, yes. And, and like in, in, in a, I believe it's a spirit, maybe an invisible spirit. 
Right, so it's not really, it's kind of a mythical creature. And I believe mm -hmm. it has, it has origins in multiple countries, but I believe this one is German. And mm -hmm. it's, Earl King, it, it translates into something like Elf King. Mm -hmm. Elf King in English. And so it's this idea of this woodland spirit or demon of stalking children to yeah. them and take them back into his realm, if you were. So usually, um, at least in the Schubert rendition of it, only children can see the Earl King. I see. Now watching your uh, play, um, if I can call it that, you actually change your costume. So you're in costume and you are playing each part. And I could hear that sometimes you're playing the soprano on the higher voice and different voices. So tell me more about your your play. That's what yeah. I call it a play. <laughs> yeah, well, there are so many classical pieces that tell a story. And I was thinking a lot about this when I was first making Cello Doll. You'll go to a recital or an orchestra concert and you'll hear this beautiful piece of music. But unless you read the program notes or do research, you won't know the story. So I said, mm -hmm. it's, you know, we're... We're in the 21st century, I'm going to make a music video of the story. So you see it as you're hearing the music. And what I did is I decided to have a look for the main characters being the father, the son, and the Earl King, or in this case, the child. I portrayed it as a young girl. And what I did was I actually emphasized the genius that Schubert already had in the music because in his part, the singer's range slightly changes depending on which character they play. So if it's right. the son, the part is written slightly higher to convey a child's voice. But because mm -hmm. I play an instrument that's over four octaves, I exaggerate right. that range because I can. A vocalist couldn't, but I really exaggerated that difference. And in the music video, whenever a new character is speaking, it immediately pans to that costume. So you see the story developing without having to hear the text. Wonderful. It's it's. I, also, you you. I I watched you. You are doing a tarot card playing <laughs> yes you can see i i gravitate towards the gothic side of things i yeah it's it was fun it was a totally improvised project and that was to challenge me to do it all on the electric cello and to really challenge myself and to practice on the instrument more so i created this concert environment virtual on youtube where i had the tarot card appear next to me and i improvised what i thought the character and how it could match the card so there are that's a two-part concert series and I, I end up going through the entire uh tarot card deck 
Yeah, wonderful. Now I'm gonna go back to your, um, when did you start playing the cello? So I started when I was eight. So it's been now 19 years. Oh, and your education, did you attend a music conservatory? I did, yes, I did for my bachelor's, master's, and now I'm getting a performance diploma. And those have all been at music schools, yes. Wonderful, that's wonderful. Now, I, I also watch, I know you're an instructor, a teacher, and you emphasize your etudes and arpeggios to play. And I know in classical music, it's, com it's common for Bach, Beethoven, Mozart, Chopin, in so many songs, but I watched you, you use a metronome, and I know that you have to use a metronome. And so I was watching your etudes and your exercises. Tell me more about how you teach the cello. Sure. So what I like to do is tell people what I wish I knew earlier on and kind of little hacks and little tricks to prevent frequently made mistakes. And a big one involves the physicality of the instrument and having unnecessary tension in your body. And that's something I constantly have to think about every day. It's a common struggle with string instruments, any instrument really. But I try to draw awareness into realizing what your body is doing. And in addition to that, with the scale exercises, I'm trying to set up students for what they might encounter later in a hard piece. Because as you said, a lot of a lot of pieces that are virtuosic have racing scales up and down the instrument. And if you already have that technique incorporated, then you can apply it as you advance. And I also try to emphasize you know, scales and intonation and having a regimen, it might seem dry and not as exciting, but you need a foundation before you can yeah. get to the flashy virtuosic things that, you know, those pretty things on top, it's gonna all crumble if you don't have a foundation. So I really try to make the videos fun and engaging so it doesn't seem dry and a necessary thing I have to do. I want these building blocks to be things students want to do. Yeah, now where can, if, if someone wants to learn, go under you to, to learn how to play the cello, other than your YouTube videos, do you have a site for people to sign up and take lessons from you? Yes. So in all of my videos, I do include my email contact information if people are mm -hmm. interested in taking lessons. And right. I, I also, given the time we're in right now, especially, I do do virtual lessons. And okay. just so I can say it aloud here too, um, it's thecellodoll at gmail.com. And that's how I um, communicate with people who want to take lessons. That's great, that's great. Definitely, I'm sure you're gonna have plenty of students and you already do. And uh, now your pop music, now I was watching, and I, I know I'm repeating that you, the Game of Thrones or uh, TV shows, you play, you also play music that's pop and gothic and that's current. Mm -hmm. 
like like I said, the the, the uh, HBO show Game of Thrones. Did you arrange other music for that, or did you take from that music and create your own music with it? Yeah. So first off, love Game of Thrones. Absolutely love it, and the the main title, the opening sequence, the music's iconic, and I did a combination of taking music from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And yes, I did use some of the music you'll hear in the show, but I also added some elements of things I wanted to do on the cello, like I imitate a percussive drum by um, using the wood of my bow on the string. So I do some of that, but to show the cello doll mission in the music video, I took Game of Thrones and I did a mashup with Brahms and Beethoven pieces. Mm -hmm. So you'll listen and you'll hear the Game of Thrones music and then it'll weave into the classical and then it'll go back to Game of Thrones and it will weave in and out. And I actually found an interview when I was working on this project with the Game of Thrones composer, Raman Jwandi. And he mm -hmm. said those romantic composers really inspire him in his soundtrack composing. So wow. I thought it would be a fun homage. And because I really believe because he was inspired by those composers, it's really easy to hear the parallels in his style versus someone like Brahms. Right. Wonderful. Well, I find you fascinating. I love your theater. Oh, thank you. And your I mean, you're just wonderful, but I really, I was paying attention to the costumes and the, it, it reminded me like, almost like if it's, as if I was at an opera, but a musical theater, which is new and different. I have not seen uh, this type of musical theater with a cellist lately. So uh, it's just magnificent. So we want to thank you at Fret Sisters. We will post this, definitely. We're at fretsistersmusic.com where we, uh, support women and and girls. I have to say girls too, because you know you started at eight years old. A lot of girls start young, mm -hmm. and then they uh, you know through, and they learn through school, and they'll take private instruction from you, which is amazing. So again, thank you so much. Um, I, I just love listening to your stories and watching your musical theater and your lessons. Not only your lessons are just for the cello. It's for every, anyone or any instrument with uh, your instruction. So it can help anyone, bassist, a violin, viola, guitarist, uh, any stringed instrument or pianist even. And uh, I, I really love it. So I could hear the Bach, the Beethoven, the Chopin, the Brahms, Mozart, Haydn. I hear a lot of those composers in your, your style from the Baroque, the classical, and even the Romantic era. I hear all of them. So you, how you fuse your music, your classical, with the gothic, with the pop, and, and with, uh, you know, today's music, even kind of hip hop and neo soul. I really like how you use and you fuse them together. So amazing. So thank you so much for being part of the Fret Sisters. We will be posting this really soon. And uh, wow, Cello Doll, you're awesome. Thank you so oh, much again. Thank you. It's, it's an honor to contribute to this podcast and what you're doing, helping women artists and girls advocate for themselves and explain, you know, their their artistic love, their artistic vision. So I'm an 
I'm honored to be a part of your lineage of guests. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Well, okay, we'll be definitely stay in touch. And uh, we also have merch at fretsistersmusic.com. We have cups and mugs and t-shirts and hoodies with our logo. So I have to say that to you and uh, we will be talking soon. And I hope to catch one of your performances when everything comes back and we're out again, out uh, enjoying the theater and concerts. Again, we will be soon. Thank you again. Hey, Riff Girl, let's go. If you want to learn more about this progression, then you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Fret Sisters or email us at fretsistersmusic at gmail.com. Peace and love. <laughs>